June is busting out all over. <laughs> well, you're not a singer. <laughs> I used to be. I used to have a pretty good voice. And now we're back with a brand new podcast. The Don is in the booth of power, protected by science, or so he thinks. Micah is a herd dog, and she'll herd us if we need it. Gary would rather read a book. But we would rather cloud your minds or seed your brain clouds. And we are... Sandy Kleppel from Gemological Esoterica. And Linda Strohshane of the Mercury Academy. And we are... Two Dozy Bras. And today we are discussing dating and curses. They go together very well. <laughs> they aren't as far apart as they may appear. <laughs> yeah. And Sandy has some helpful hints for people who want to be part of the dating scene. Well, I've always laughed because just... I've been engaged since I was 17 years old. So, I mean, I'm married since 19. So, I've really never <laughs> been a part of the dating scene. That, I mean, it, who was president? Uh, Ford was I president. I couldn't even with... tell you. But anyway, that wasn't important at the time. No. Um, it isn't important now anymore either. But anyway, um, I've always thought that if, if something ever happened and I needed to go out in the dating scene again, um, one of the, the most important things is having a really cool ride. And cool. I have a purple Challenger. Oh, well, you're sorry. And uh, Don bought me the purple Challenger <clears throat> three years ago. And if I weren't married, I could have more dates. <laughs> Men walk up to that car. Boy, that's a sweet ride, honey. Uh-huh. My husband bought it for me. And then they go and then they go away. Yeah. But a really cool car is a very important one. Okay. And if you're a guy, um, having a really cool dog is important because women will walk up to a really cool, not not some little dust moppy thing, not a chihuahua, but if you get some mid-sized type dog that that's very a well comfy, behaved and smiles, a, comf- a comfy looking dog, and smiles, smiley dog, then you may you can get a lot of a lot of action off of that. So those are the, the couple that I was going to talk about. You also had boats. Yeah, we won't talk about boats. We won't talk about cool boats. Well, cool boats are expensive. <laughs> yes, but that that's isn't that part of cool boats. It doesn't matter. For. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. If you have a cool boat, you will get lots of dates. You will you will be able to do it. Well, I likewise have a few ideas to throw out there. Now, I, I haven't uh, been a part of anything since uh, Bush won, so <laughs> I'm behind you, but not by much. First of all, do not date outside of your species. This, this may sound pr- pretty simple, but it isn't. It's amazing how many people who seem to be reasonable people will find themselves some Neanderthal or some prehistoric whatever to uh, to affix themselves or to. some mountain man or some surfer or some car guy yeah <laughs> who hasn't got a cool who hasn't ride. got a cool car yeah <laughs> yeah and 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 another part of the cool ride thing is make sure it belongs to the person and isn't a mommy mobile yes because that will that wouldn't be a cool car though. that would not that would be a that would be a pathetic car with <laughs> yes, another part of pathetic yes but do not date outside of your species also if your date shows up and announces there's some character from Game of Thrones and you've never seen Game of Thrones which I haven't for one 
tell them you could not possibly leave Middle Earth and get out of there before the salad bar <laughs> because it isn't going to work. You no. will not play the same games. No. If you're dealing with someone who is too wedded to some other dimension <laughs> and they don't even have a passport. It's, called, it's called cosplay. Is it really? Yes, it's oh, called cosplay. Uh, and they don't even have their passport to reality. <laughs> Run. Do not walk away. Also, be clear in your mind of the difference between people who are young in thought or young at heart and people who are just juvenile. Mm -hmm. And speaking as older fart people, some people grow old without ever growing up. Yep. They are untouched by wisdom, by common sense, by anything. They are as dumb today as they were when they probably graduated from high school. We ran into one of those yesterday dropping that piece off at your brother's. Not it's not Don's brother. It oh, was well, somebody that was somebody that we saw. Yeah. That uh, who, who's never grown up. Yes. No, and they they don't have a, a Peter Pan pixie quality. No, there, they do not. There is there is nothing attractive about it. It's like old women who are being cute and kittenish. That is fine when you're 18. But when your wattles are moving you down the street. When you have bat wings. When you've got your own bat wings, you had better have a brain in your head because there isn't going to be a lot else to attract people. Now that we have pretty well decimated that one, we have Quaises foiled again. Okay, first off, curses can't be just shot from the hip or babbled out carelessly. A curse, whatever else it is, takes work and care to create. Also, it is a weight that is self-administered and self-created. Recently, I heard a 1940s radio play by Willis Cooper, and the plot may be apropos here. A teenager is given what is called a magic wand by a magician named Cagliostro. First, he uses it to make a circus elephant disappear. Later, he turns someone bullying him into a fish and throws him in a river. When he grows up, he's no more mature. He uses the wand to turn $1 bills into $100 bills for a gangster he knows. The gangster shows up angry because all the bills are counterfeit <laughs> and all the people he gave them to are being arrested. The guy with the wand gets scared, turning the gangster first into an angry gorilla, and then he makes it disappear. Caliastro shows up again and asks for his wand back. The guy refuses but agrees to give it back when he's through with it. Caliastro warns him that he will make more mistakes and that he probably should return it before it's too late, but Guy doesn't listen. Guy shows the wand to his mistress. Of course, he has to have a mistress. While they're together, Guy's wife shows up furious at being betrayed, and he makes her disappear. The mistress gets hold of the wand and won't give it back. As she's playing with it, she remembers what the guy said when he pointed it at his wife. She points it at the guy, says the words, and whoosh, <laughs> disappears. Now he's alone in an empty space. Cagliostro walks in, reminding Guy that he warned him about mm -hmm. magic and mistakes. Get me out of here, cries Guy. I can't. This is your home now. But you aren't alone. As companions, you have an elephant, 
a fish, an angry gorilla. Oh, and your wife is really very eager to see you. <laughs> and I guess the moral of this is everybody you ever cursed, at least a piece of them, ends up with you in the box. So be very careful about how you proceed with these things. <laughs> also remember a couple of other things about curses. Everything that's created leaves an energy trail, whether good or bad. Nothing truly disappears. Delete doesn't mean eliminate. <laughs> it just doesn't go away that way. A curse creates a solid bond between your victim and you. More solid than rites of marriage or, and it, or other commitments because there is as, as solid and strong a bond because you are putting so much energy into something dealing with them to the absence of others. Now, if you're the recipient of a curse, it requires your cooperation to truly succeed. And so you don't have to participate in it. No one is so powerful that they don't need on some level your fear or however your participation appears. Is it like when two magicians cross each other and you can laugh at them? Exactly. There's the old phrase, if two magicians meet on the road and both of them don't break into uproarious laughter, one of them is a black magician. Because black magicians have no sense of humor. And it's one of the ways you, you can tell if someone is uh, on the light side or the dark side is have they got some form of sense of humor. Some people are more humorous than others. It doesn't, it doesn't mean people you know who can't tell jokes are bad black magicians. But you can tell people who are just bereft of that part of their lives. Now, Sandy has the means of, of protection, including the great phrase of all time. Oh, yes. I refuse your gift. I return it to that you. That works in all That occasions. works in all. Yeah. I, I have found that sometimes you need to repeat it a couple of times until you're convinced of it. And that's the thing, is if you're, if you're sending out even a blessing, mm -hmm. and you're thinking, well, you know... Couldn't hide, but yeah. I'm not really sure. Then, at the very most, they're going to get kind of a half-assed yeah. blessing. So you have to, you have you to, have to believe it. You have to, yeah. at least for that moment, uh, hypnotize yourself to be able to believe that this is true. So you have to say to yourself, if nothing else, for the sake of the next three minutes or mm -hmm. whatever it is, I suspend disbelief mm -hmm. and move from there. There we go. There, there we go. go. So I have a couple of you have also. things. Um, there's the first one I'm going to talk about is malachite. Mm -hmm. uh, malachite, very very common stone um, in certain cultures. Every child when they're born is given a, a piece of malachite to wear around their necks, Ooh. and it's meant to ward off the evil eye and all danger and that type of thing. So malachite is a really, really good one, mm -hmm. um, just for general warding off of unpleasant things, health in general, good okay. health in general. Mm -hmm. um, it's not going to do, I mean, you know, if you drink a bottle of poison, it's not going to do you any good, but, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's a general, a general 
tonic for the evil eye and for ill will wishes and, and against nightmares and things like so that. So energies. It's not going to yes. help against a, a bottle of arsenic. No. But it, it will help against some bad energies. Yes. Some malevolent yes. energy. Over. And another one are something called star stones, S-T-A-R stones. And that is a stone that has natural asterism. Asterism means star. And what it is, is when the light hits the stone right, and it will be a domed stone, you will see at least two rays crossing themselves like a, like an X, or you might see three rays crossing through, so six rays. Mm-hmm. I've never seen, well, actually, I have seen more than six. If you get two lights, you might get two sets of six. Um, but anyway, that is another stone that will naturally ward off evil in general. Oh. So would ward off quaises. And um, would ward off the evil eye, would ward off any sort of danger that you might be in. So a star stone is a very, very valuable valuable thing to have. Um, they're not common. They're not uncommon. But I was going to ask, are they? how hard is it to come Um You'll find it in rose quartz. You'll find it in garnet. You'll find it in star diopside. You'll find it in star sapphires and star rubies. So mm-hmm. you, you do find them, but they're going to be pricey. Okay. They're probably not going to be under $10. It's going to be probably more in the $20 to $100 range, somewhere okay. in there. And then the other one I want to talk about is the, this is the Turkish evil eye. It's, oh, those it's are blue. It's a blue outside. Anyway, it's got concentric rings until it finally has a little dot in the middle. And again, warding off the evil eye, people always say this is evil eye jewelry. Mm-hmm. Well, if you hear evil eye jewelry, you think... What does that mean? In essence, no, it's not drawing evil to you. And that's what people, what do you mean evil eye to me? <laughs> I don't want to draw I don't evil want to draw, eye. Yeah, I don't want to draw the evil I, eye to me. Have, no, 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 no. I have Aunt Unibrow's evil eye looking at me. That's I don't right. need more. So what it does is it wards off people's envious glances or covetous, covet, you say it. Covetousness. Thank you. I can't say that today. <laughs> um, it, that's what it wards off. It wards off those things that when people look at something that you have and they want it, some of the old cultures would say, well, if somebody looks at it with their evil eye, you will lose it. This will prevent you from losing it. And these these eyes um, are very good to put by your doorway, front door, back door. Um, maybe if you have an office mm-hmm. on the door going in and out of your office, that type of thing. So, well, that that's why you suggested that we have one in our in our home, yes. facing the door too. Yep. So those are the ones that I have for today. Well, that's great. Now, lastly, because it's June when we're recording this, we do have a few comments about Midsummer, Midsummer Night's Dream, Midsummer Night Nightmare, whatever. The Summer Solstice, which is Friday, the 21st of June, 2019. First of all, it's a time for honoring the sun. This is the sun that lives within each, each of us. You, you use the sun in the sky, even if it's a rainy day. It's out there somewhere, or we'd all be dead, so... Don't have to worry about that. Doing something nice for a tree is good, even if you don't own a tree of your own. <laughs> we, we do not own a personal tree, but we have one in the backyard. We have one building. in the yard, yes. And uh, give it give it some water and, and think thank you. And uh, if you if you have some uh, some nice 
alcohol of some kind, some wine or some beer or some brandy or something. All we have right now is Corvoisier, <laughs> but they don't seem to mind that. You can make a, uh, a gift to the Fae. Mm-hmm. You can make a gift to the, to the tree, which is helping the sun. It's for the sun. It's for all of that. But it's, it's opening and resonating and reminding yourself of the sun that's in each of us to strengthen that. If you're able to do a bonfire, which we don't do because we live in an apartment. Ah, but the but the crones this year, we have our crones group you, and you we are, are planning on doing a, a, a yes, we are planning on having a bonfire on the 21st this year. A good bonfire, yes. not a bonfire of the vanities. Well, it'll probably be both, but <laughs> <laughs> it'll still be fun. It'll still be fun. Uh, well, if you're able to do that, it's delightful. Uh, picnic is also an excellent celebration, whether you do it indoors or out. Uh, any kind of picnic food, especially uh, fruits of the earth, foods of the earth, that sort of thing. Potato salad? Oh, you have to have potato salad. <laughs> and in our family, if you do not have jello, there will be some sort of a horrible de- repercussion. There will be a demonic appearance, like out of Ghostbusters, the real movie from the early How 1980s. How would you know with our, with our dead relatives if it was demonic or just one of our dead relatives? <laughs> Well, it's hard to tell. You'd have to throw a pentagram at them. Yeah. And if they stay, they don't mean anything to me. There you go. And if, okay. they, if they disappear in a, in, a, in a puff of sulfur and jello and sheet cake, then... They didn't uh, mean you any good. Then they didn't mean you any good. But they meant it for your own good yes. anyway. Yes. All right. Another thing you can do is say a Thanksgiving to the sun. Now, if you're, if you're able to do it in a place where you can have a big do and have lots of words and that sort of thing, you go ahead and do it. But it's, it works, too, if you go out, say, sometime during your work day, go out to check your car or something, if you park outside, and you look up and you think, thank you for all blessings given. Mm. And then you just go on your way. Mm-hmm. It's nice if you kind of can put your, your hands together to, to not only close the circle, but also to think to, to solidify the mm-hmm. prayer. But uh, you to do this any, anything like this at this time of year energizes one for the times of year coming ahead, like the winter solstice, mm-hmm. the dark of the, mm-hmm. of the sun, when we don't have all that light. Mm-hmm. And so this is a time when energetically we're storing up light mm-hmm. energy for the times of the year when we don't have it, like, like how squirrels collect acorns and chestnuts for the time of the year mm-hmm. when they can't find things. This is energy stored to be released in the times oh, okay. of darkness. Okay. Now, you you probably have, there probably are, are stones that would be very good for this that maybe you could put energy into and then set aside to go boom mm-hmm. and bring forth at that time. The big, the big <clears throat> one would be citrine. Okay. Citrine is a yellow color anyway, mm-hmm. and it denotes the light of the sun. Um, another mm-hmm. one would be amber, another mm-hmm. another yellow stone. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them would be very, very easy to charge. Mm-hmm. Citrine doesn't really hold any negative energy, so anything you put in it is going to stay in a positive light. Mm-hmm. Um, amber stays pretty good. It's not one that gets all gummed up with bad energies very quickly. Okay. So those would be two that would be. Yeah. Um, the other one, of course, is just your standard quartz crystal. Okay. Any kind of quartz crystal. You can you can put whatever you want into it and mm-hmm. pull it out at any time you want. Oh, so. yeah. 
Well, and what you do is you'd have it with you mm-hmm. when you say your thanksgiving to the sun, and you would expose it to the light for even even just a few seconds, mm-hmm. and then say so you have it in your left hand mm-hmm. and you put your right hand over it, and you envision that energy solidifying into it, and then we call it putting energetic gray cloth on it, and you envision this little stone sitting on a a piece of gray cloth. And and you, it goes over, left side goes over first, then right side, then top, then bottom. And you just envision that in your mind. And then you take that stone and put it maybe in a little bag somewhere uh, and, and pull it out for those other times mm-hmm. of the year. And uh, that, that's very helpful. And so there you have us. Yes. From soup. To nuts, literally. <laughs> some of the nuts we're related to, and some of the nuts are us. From dates to curses to picnic, lunch, or supper, there you go. the dawn is dialing us down, whether we want to be dialed down or not. <laughs> Micah is herded out. Hugo is back, but has, has no identity currently. No, and Gary wants to get to that book. And so off we toddle. Hello and goodbye, and I am Sandy Kleppel from Gemological Esoterica. Hello, I must be going. Goodbye, yeah. And I am Linda Stroshane of the Mercury Academy, and no one else wants to be too dozy broads.